Welcome to Truth 101 with Dr. Greg Ammons, a podcast which examines tenets of the Christian faith in a systematic way. Dr. Ammons serves as a local church pastor and professor of theology in the undergraduate, master's, and doctoral levels, bringing years of experience into the theological arena. Now, here's Dr. Ammons. Perpiscuity? What in the world is that? Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Ammons. Welcome to Truth 101, a podcast where we look at the doctrines of the Christian faith in a systematic way. And we are now into the 600 series looking at the doctrine of Scripture, at the Bible itself. And in this episode and the next episode, we're going to look at what's called the doctrine of perpiscuity, the perpiscuity of Scripture. Or it's also called the clarity of Scripture. Perpiscuity of the Bible is, is a doctrine that says that due to the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, the Bible, especially those parts necessary for our salvation, can be understood by anyone. Anybody, no matter how trained or untrained in exegesis you may be, everyone can pick up a copy of the Bible and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit can understand it. Now, historically, Roman Catholics have taught that is not the case. In fact, there was an article I read just recently by the uh, Catholic Diocese of Lincoln, Nebraska, put out uh, why the doctrine of perpiscuity of Scripture is, is inaccurate. And, and they give a lot of, of reasons concerning the apostolic tradition, uh, divine revelation, Scripture, the traditions of the church. And they believe in what's known as magisterium, which is the mind of the church. They believe that only truth from the Bible can be taught through magisterium through the mind of the church. In other words, if you are a Catholic, they believe, Roman Catholics do, that, that in order to understand Scripture, you need the church to interpret it for you. You need those people who've been trained in understanding it. You need priests, you need leaders who tell you what the Bible means. We as Protestants don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe that the Bible itself is capable to be understood through the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, by anyone who picks it up and reads it. Now, that, that is ludicrous to, to Roman Catholics, but I believe it is biblical that the Bible itself can be understood, can become clear to anyone. So in this podcast, we'll start going through why I believe that, and then we'll wrap up in the next podcast talking a little further about the doctrine of perpiscuity or the clarity of Scripture itself. Now, just to begin, let me say that, that this doctrine, the clarity of Scripture, is no minor doctrine because this doctrine provides for us the basis of giving us the Bible in our own language, in English. It provides the basis for thinking that we can read the Bible and understand it. This doctrine of, of clarity or perspicuity provides the basis for thinking that we have a gospel message to share. It provides the basis for thinking that we can know what God wants us to believe and know how God wants us to live. 
It provides the basis for thinking that the detailed study of the Bible itself, even academic study of Scripture, has great value because it will eventually yield even fuller understanding of God Himself and His wisdom and knowledge to us. This doctrine of clarity assures us that God Himself, whom we seek to know and worship, has loved us enough to speak to us in words that we can understand, not only with our minds, but with our hearts. And through these words of God, we can know Him and we can follow Him. In fact, Jesus said, John 10, 27, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. So, I believe the doctrine of clarity is, is a biblical doctrine and one that's very important for us as believers to, to know and to follow and to affirm. So, let's get started. Let's begin looking at the doctrine of perspicuity or the clarity of Scriptures. Now, anybody who has begun to read the Bible seriously will realize that some parts of the Bible can be understood very easily, but other parts seem puzzling. In fact, Peter himself reminds us and reminds the early readers in the early church in 2 Peter 3, verses 15 and 16, quote, Just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given to him, as he does in all of his letters when he speaks in to them in, in the, in, speaks in them of these matters. And now listen to what Peter says. There are some things in them hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do the other scriptures. That's 2 Peter 3, verses 15 and 16. So, even Peter himself acknowledged that some of the things Paul wrote are hard to understand. But, it would be a mistake to think that most of Scripture, or Scripture in general, is hard to understand. It's not. In fact, the Old Testament and the New Testament frequently affirm that the Bible is written in such a way that its teachings are able to be understood by ordinary believers. In fact, even in, in the passage I just read, 2 Peter 3.15, Peter goes on to say that, if you, if, you, if you caught that, that there are some people even trying to twist the passages to their own destruction. He does not say that, there are Im, that they are impossible to understand. He says they're difficult to understand. So, let me give you the classic definition of perspicuity of Scripture. The clarity of Scripture means that the Bible is written in such a way that it is able to be understood, but right understanding requires several conditions. And we'll talk about some of those in this episode and the next as well. Some of those conditions include time, effort, uh, what some theologians call the use of ordinary means. But it also, understand, it also uh, Im, uh, implies a willingness to obey what you read and the help of the Holy Spirit as you read it. The Holy Spirit has to give you understanding. So the doctrine of, 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 the, of the clarity of Scripture means the Bible is written in such a way that it is able to be understood by, by, 
Right understanding requires certain conditions. Now, what does the Bible itself say? Let's look at some Old Testament passages and some New Testament passages. Does the Bible itself say that the Bible can be understood by the common person, by anybody? Or does the Bible teach, like Catholics teach, that, that the church, by magisterium, the church has to interpret the passages for you? Well, let's look at some Old Testament, New Testament passages. Several Old Testament passages, first of all, affirm an expectation that the words of the Bible are, are able to be understood. For example, Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7 says, you shall, These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. But surely talking of God's words when you walk by the way was not limited only to a verse about loving your neighbor. And surely it wasn't talking about that the church had to interpret it for you, did it? Other Old Testament passages assume God's words can be understood by His people. Listen to De Deuteronomy 30, verses 11 through 14. For this commandment that I commend you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that we should say, who will ascend to heaven to get it for us and bring it back down so we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart so that you can do it. End quote. That's Deuteronomy 30 verses 11 through 14. So Moses is telling the people, the word of God is not too hard for you to understand, not too hard for you to comprehend, and not too hard for you to obey. Yes, the common person, the Old Testament affirms, can understand the Bible. It's clear enough to be understood. Listen to Psalm 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So the idea here seems to be that God's testimonies make even simple people to be wise. And if they make wise the simple, then surely they make everyone else wise as well. Listen to Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. So we're told from the Old Testament that the Bible itself is clear enough to be understood by anyone. But now let's go to some New Testament passages. There is a similar emphasis in the New Testament. Jesus himself in his teachings, in his conversations, in his disputes, never responds to any questions with any kind of hint of blaming the Old Testament scriptures for being unclear. 
Jesus never said the Old Testament is too hard for you, you to understand. Even while speaking to first century people who were removed from David by a thousand years, from Abraham by two thousand years, Jesus still assumes that these people can read and understand the Old Testament scriptures for themselves. Now this was in a day when it was common for people to tell us how hard it is to interpret scriptures rightly. We would do well to remember that not once in the Gospels do we ever hear Jesus say anything like, hey, I'm sorry guys, I know you're frustrated, but man, that, that Old Testament is so hard to understand. It's complex. Common people can understand it. It's puzzled scholars for years. I get your frustration, but guys, you just can't do it. He, he never says that. Whether Jesus was speaking to scholars or fishermen or untrained common people, Jesus blames the misunderstandings not on the Bible scriptures themselves, he blames it on those who misunderstood or failed to accept the teachings. And so over and over again, Jesus answers questions with statements such as, have you not read what David did? Have you not read in the law? Have you not read in the scriptures? Have you not read what was said to you by God? Go and learn what it means. He's always saying, referring to the Old Testament as something you should know. You should have read this. You should have understood this. Even on the road to Emmaus, Jesus rebuked the two disciples, Luke 24, 25, by saying, quote, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, end quote. So the blame for failing to understand is never on Scripture. It's always on the reader. So... The Old Testament and the New Testament both affirm that what Roman Catholics believe about the Bible is inaccurate because the doctrine of perspicuity, clarity of Scripture, is a biblical doctrine, not the doctrine of magisterium taught by Roman Catholics that the mind of the church has to interpret it for you. Now, in the rest of this episode, I, I want to talk about what, what Wayne Grudem calls some requirements for understanding Scripture rightly. We do have to add some, some conditions upon which uh, the doctrine of perspicuity rests. In other words, we can, as laymen, understand the Bible just by picking up and reading it, but there are certain conditions that, that need to be met for the Bible to be understood correctly and accurately. And he lists several of them. Let's talk about them. The first requirement for understanding Scripture rightly, according to Grudem, is what he calls time. Time. The first requirement reminds us that understanding Scripture is a process it does not happen all at once. I didn't understand all of Scripture the first time as a nine-year-old boy I started reading it. 
I didn't understand all of it as a 16-year-old. I didn't understand all of it as a first-year ministry student at 19 years old. But it is a process of learning and understanding it. The Bible commands us to meditate on God's laws, assuming that further study will lead to further understanding. Listen to Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do all that's written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Listen to Psalm 1 too. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. There's the, there's the implication that time is required to understand Scripture more fully. Some of the prayers in Psalm 119 concerning the Word of God say the same thing. Paul talks about it, 2 Corinthians 1.13, for, uh, for we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and understand, and I hope that you will understand fully, thinking that a deeper understanding is given to those who mature in their faith. He was talking about maturity. So, Clarity of Scripture is, means that we must take the time, the meditation on Scripture, and as we do so, as we marinate in the Word in time, we will understand it more fully. Here's the second requirement by Wayne Grudem to understand Scripture clearly. Effort. Effort. The same verses that talk about meditation affirm that effort is involved. Now, sometimes people want to understand the Bible better, but the truth is they really don't put the effort to do it. They don't read it that often. They don't read it that seriously. They read it casually. They're not, I wouldn't say they're a, they are a student of it. And so many times people say, Pastor, the Bible is just so hard for me to understand. Well, how much effort have you put into trying to understand it? Ezra says in Ezra 7.10, it says, Ezra had his heart set to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. So Ezra presumably already knew the law of the Lord, but he studied it in order to understand it more fully. And the clarity of Scripture does not mean that it's all easy to understand. It's not. The Bible's not easy to understand. Some parts are more difficult than others, as Peter acknowledged. But in order to understand it more fully, you must study it. You must take the effort to dig in and know what God has said. So the second requirement, the second condition to understand the Bible right, rightly is effort. Number three. This is what Wayne Grudem calls the use of ordinary means. Let me explain that. What are ordinary means? Well, the Westminster Confession of Faith says, quote, that in, in a due use of the ordinary means, the unlearned may attain unto a sufficient understanding of those things in Scripture which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation. So Grudem is, he is quoting the Westminster Confession of Faith and using the phrase, 
the use of ordinary means. Now, what, what are those? What are some of those ordinary means? Well, one is, uh, it could be a, a translation of the Bible in your own language. Uh, it's hard to understand a text if you don't know the language in which the text is written. So, uh, this need of a translation has led Christians to translate the Bible or parts of the Bible into more than 3,000 languages. Um, and so, so the need for a translation brings up one specific uh, note, and that is you, you need to have the use, use the ordinary means of the Bible in, in your own translation. Another ordinary means, according to Grudem, would be listening to teachers of the Word, listening to the podcasts like this, listening to, to sermons, listening to people who have studied the Bible like I have studied it for years in depth in the original languages, listening to teachers of the Word who have the gift of teaching teach you. And so that, that's a part of it. You study it for yourself, but then you also listen to podcasts and, and listen to sermons where people uh, explain it. Reading commentaries where they're available of those people who have studied it. Uh, being aware of the history of interpretation. Uh, seeking fellowship with others, using other tools like concordances or Hebrew and Greek lexicons and grammars and Bible dictionaries, Bible encyclopedias, all of these tools that you can use, these are what are called ordinary means. So, Scripture can be interpreted, it can be understood if you take the time to do it, if you take the effort to do it, if you use ordinary means to try to help you Yes, but the Bible can be understood and can become clear to you. Here's a fourth condition for, for clarity of Scripture. And this one's important. Don't overlook it. A willingness to obey. A willingness to obey. This should be considered, I think, necessary to the right understanding of Scripture. Listen to what James says, chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away at once, and forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing, end quote. <clears throat> so James is telling us that in order to understand the Scripture, you must be willing to obey the Scripture. Sometimes people that, that I, I'm familiar with, maybe church members or just, just friends, they'll want to know what the Bible says on a topic, but they're not really wanting to obey what they hear. They go to they go they want to go to the Bible as a proof text of something that um, they possibly uh, want to know about, but they don't really want to do. Alcohol is one. A lot of people. Well, what does the Bible say about alcohol? But they're trying to justify their drinking. Well, you have to have a you have to come to Scripture with a willingness to obey what you hear. Psalm 119 connects a prayer for understanding with a desire to obey what you understand. Psalm 119 verse 34 
Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. You may remember Jesus speaking to some of the Jewish opponents he had and their unwillingness to receive what he was teaching. He said in John 8, 43, Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. So make sure when you're trying to understand Scripture, you're not just trying to understand it to, to justify or validate what you already want to hear. Make sure whenever you read it, you're, you're truly willing to obey what it says to do. And here's a fifth condition that I think is also vitally important for us to mention. A fifth condition in understanding Scripture rightly is the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit must give you understanding if you are going to understand and, and if, if the Bible is going to be clear to you. Psalm 119, the frequent prayers for understanding God's Word imply a need for God's help to understand it. Listen to Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Psalm 119, verse 27. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. Psalm 119, verse 34. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Psalm 119, 73. Your, your hands have made and fashioned me. Lord, give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. So over and over, the prayer of Psalm 119, <clears throat> excuse me, the prayer of Psalm 119 is, God, help me, Holy Spirit. Help me understand the words that you've given me. Give me understanding. Make me understand. Open my eyes. So there is the, there's the implication there that in order to understand the commandments of God, we're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit. Listen to some New Testament passages. Luke 24, verses 44 and 45. These are my words, Jesus said, that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. Listen to what Paul says, 1 Corinthians 2.14. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit, for they are folly to him. He's not able to understand them because they're spiritually discerned. But whenever our minds are opened in the Spirit, we can understand Scripture. So, to wrap up uh, in this episode, it is important, I believe, for us to affirm the doctrine of perspicuity, that Scripture can be understood by anybody. No, you can be untrained, but you still can understand God's Word. It is able to be understood under the right conditions and rightly interpreted. So, that wraps up this podcast. In the next episode, we will continue talking about the perspicuity of Scripture. And a couple of other aspects I think are vitally important for us to, to address in this topic. But thank God today He's given us a word that someone else does not have to interpret for us. We can, on our own, pick it up, 
meet our God, our Creator in the pages of the book, knowing that He is speaking to our hearts. Praise God, He's given us His Word, and He has made it very clear to us. God bless you. We'll see you next time, Truth 101. You have been listening to Truth 101 with Dr. Greg Ammons. We hope you have enjoyed today's teaching. For more information on recent sermons by Dr. Ammons, go to www.fbcgarland.org and join us next time for Truth 101.